0: You're listening to the power of us on Revolver Podcast. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN 24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN 24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Hey guys, welcome back to The Power of Us. This is Abel.
1: And I am his wife, Rosie.
0: Today we're talking about addictions in marriage. Mm,
1: yeah? I, I don't have any addictions not at all. I don't know what? what
0: to... Okay. All right. You
1: have an addiction, an addictive personality. We really? So this podcast is about you.
0: Okay. All right. So just to give, <laughs> just to give you guys some insight, we are talking about addictions in general. Okay? Now, the... The um, what comes to mind when we're talking about addictions and marriage is probably going to be like a drug addiction and alcohol right. addiction and stuff like that, and those are just types of addictions that can really lead to a destructive marriage, yes. really quickly. Right. But there are also uh, so many different other type of addictions that can slowly pick at your marriage and pick at your marriage until it leads to a divorce, until it right. leads to an unhappy marriage, until it leads to separation, or, or just. Just destruction completely. To a breaking point. And the
1: thing is, is that with little addictions, you didn't even know they were there or how deeply they were affecting you. Or they're
0: so innocent that you can't really pick at them or Mm. or be upset about them because, ah, it's better that he's doing this or she's doing that than doing something extra bad. Mm. You know, and it's just the way that the world has characterized these things. But we have to really look at things the way they are. Is that an addiction... Is just bad in general. Uh, there's a Bible verse, and uh, my theologist over here, my my co partner, will tell you that. Um, <laughs> I don't know
1: what you're talking about. I that, that Bible I can't verse read it your says mind, that everything,
0: everything is uh, todo es lícito and, and all that stuff. Ah,
1: Paul said it. Yes, yes todo me es lícito, pero no todo me conviene. So can, everything is available to me, yeah. but it's not good for me.
0: Correct, and it's just that balance that we have to have in our life of what's too much what's What's taking it mm, overboard yeah. from hobbies to things that make us relax to things that make us feel good about ourselves and all that other stuff
1: right, because anything can be toxic. people have literally died from drinking too much water <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so
1: sorry, but so, anything can be toxic and or we're just sometimes as humans we lack that balance and we're extremists, yeah, so something we used to do once a week now we have to do every day I don't know i, I do I have addictions, babe?
0: Well, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Oh, thanks. We'll, we're gonna get to that, thanks. but let's just thanks, give a Dr. general. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> let's just give a general list of what these addictions can be. So, okay. I've seen uh, we've known a, f- a couple of people that have had addictive personalities in their marriage where they're addicted to like video games, mm-hmm. work,
1: work, workaholics. That's us. Yeah. Uh
0: huh. Damn, you know what? Uh, a crazy one is that they're addicted to being a parent. What do you mean? Like they're they're too much about their kids.
1: Oh, a parent. Oh yes. Wow.
0: A parent like they're 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 addicted to their kids. I hadn't even because, thought of that because because of maybe their kid has something spe- special oh, like if they have an man. allergy or if they have ADD or or something like that. You know. Oh um, man, I, I've tough. seen that happen before where they then not then they just neglect the partner. Everyone else. Yeah, everybody else exactly. You know, and and they're amazing parents.
1: Or there are parents where the the kid is healthy, but it's It's usually the mom will go a thousand percent. And like, I've lived my whole life and this is my kid. And And this is what
0: I was made for. I was made to be a mom. Yeah. And
1: then they forget that they're a wife and a friend and a daughter. And and yeah, that can be, you know, sometimes we
0: idolatramos. How do you say that?
1: Idolatramos tries idolatize i don't idolize. know
0: <laughs> i have no clue on that one
1: you make your child into your idol yeah and the word says there should be no idols in front of you
0: idolatize no Idolicize? i don't know okay don't know. okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay well, all right so i mean you guys know what we're talking about and i mean just think about it in your life think about it in your life right now if there was something that you were addicted to whether if it be the gym your okay, well, how do you know like that. what, what do you I mean? can't
1: live without it or it will affect me emotionally if I can't live without it?
0: Something that you do a little bit too much because it makes you feel good.
1: Ooh. Because I think look, that's it. There's this whole argument that you can't get addicted to weed, but then people that aren't on weed that one day are just like, hell. Yeah. And they're all, they're all day.
0: just, yeah, grumpy and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: So it's either addiction or dependence? Yeah. You depend on it?
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Okay, Jeez. all right. Well, so, am so I addicted many to the gym?
1: Is this? I'm. I'm all wondering. All I want to know is what you think I'm addicted to, so that I can start building my argument against it. Which is point number
0: one. Wait, wait. Why? Why are we getting on defensive?
1: <laughs> we're just talking
0: about addictions and how they can affect the marriage.
1: That is. That is why okay? I'm defensive. Now.
0: Now, here's the thing. These addictions come into our lives, from what I've realized in my life, from my own personal experiences, because of the addictions that I've had, is that yes. they are there. To fill a void.
1: Yes, yes. Shakira just came into my mind. Cuando vamos a hablar de dos, empe- empezar con uno mismo. Oh, gosh. All, all right. right.
0: So the reason why I get addicted and why I do things is because I, I I want to fill a void in my life. So a lot of the times, if you really think about it, when you see a guy that's addicted to video games instead of his his wife or his kids or something like that, after he comes home from work and all he wants to do is just play video games is because he wins in those video games. And maybe in life, he probably doesn't feel Ooh, that he's winning.
1: that's good, babe. Dang. You know? Yeah.
0: Um, it it could be anything. It could be you're addicted to sports. Like, nobody can really love the Dodgers that much. You know? Like, ah. like unless you're, like, an owner, there's no reason why you should be so addicted to wanting to watch the Dodgers and, and needing all that stuff, you know?
1: And it can affect your marriage if you're overspending on, like, multiple season tickets. You're at every game. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you do it together, I-, I think it can be a great thing. So the thing is, is that some of these things are good, like you said earlier, babe. But then you take them to the extreme. So yes. if you're not spending time with your spouse or your kids, you're not taking your kids to the Dodger games, and you're overspending to where you can't pay your house rent because you had to get that $10,000 season ticket or whatever, Yeah. then it is an issue.
0: So, I mean, now let's get into <laughs> us, okay? Let's get into us. Oh, you can't Let's talk wait. about you and me. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Let's are... talk about you and me, baby. I'm... All right? Okay. So... In my life, the things that have really, I guess, affected me and into—I've gone through everything, and I jumped from everything. Uh, hobbies just become something that I try to master.
1: Right. So,
0: if it, in in high school or in middle school, it was learning magic tricks and the Rubik's cube and the ukulele, mm-hmm. and and you know, and then as I got older, I, there were certain things that were going on in my life that made me—I was—I became addicted to them, mm. which is. Geez, one of them was I had a little motorcycle bike. Just mm-hmm. to let you guys know, I did not have a motorcycle. It was a bike? Yes, it was a <laughs> it was a Schwinn. <laughs> it was a Schwinn bike. With a motor. With a motor on it. <laughs> okay, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yes, yes, yes. All right? It was cute. Yes, so,
1: it, was, so, it was cool. Yes. So for I, a bit.
0: I fixed it up, but it, it was just <clears> every day I'd want to just come home and just fix it and fix it and fix also it.
1: Also your cars. You were yeah. really into self uh
0: Modifying Your my car, car. Yes. yes, and and again, it was not that I was this motor mechanic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was just the guy that would Able buy and YouTube that would just buy plastic parts and try to <laughs> add them to the. I was that guy with the little flashing red light inside of his car, and it was like a little four cylinder Honda Civic, and wanted to make it sound super loud and stuff. But like those
1: that. those didn't affect our relationship. They, they, you didn't take him to the extreme, I thought.
0: You know what? No, you because we were dating back then, so mm-hmm. you didn't know that I was going to like junkyards. Like maybe two to three times a week.
1: <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear,
0: like I would get out of work and I'd have this itch to go to junkyard Shut just because mouth. I want to see if there's another car there that fits my car's parts and see what cool car parts that they had that I could take off and and upgrade mine and this and that. That's crazy. Yeah. It, the it, the uh,
1: only thing I remember is that I got really upset one day when you got a ticket for the these modifications. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, babe, now it's you don't need to like. Be yeah. worried every time we we're in your car
0: yeah. that we're
1: gonna get a ticket. Yeah, yeah. That was the only thing. But I know I didn't know you had these itches.
0: So you tell me now what what addictions <laughs> that I have had have affected oh our relationship?
1: God, I can't. You know. You mm-hmm. know. Go ahead. Ah, uh, it, it feels even weird to talk about it now, just because thank God we're over it. But I think the the one addiction that destroyed my heart was the casino.
0: Yeah. So there was a moment in our life where I was addicted to gambling because the high of feeling like you win at something was just so rewarding in a time in my life where I felt like everything was going bad.
1: It was going bad. Everything was Everything
0: bad. was going bad. Yeah. I had I had my 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 career of being a worshipper was non-existent. Mm-hmm. uh terrified more than ever about beginning that especially wow. especially because in that moment I was seeking towards gambling which is completely like not just morally wrong for our family but it's also just spiritually wrong for me I'm 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 taking money that we have earned and risking it you know
1: Yeah you put us in a pretty deep hole Yeah and and I didn't know you know, and, and I think that was the the part that hurt because sometimes you're hiding your addiction from your spouse. Yeah. But your spouse may not know, knowledgeably or consciously, but it affects your marriage to where you feel so disconnected. I remember feeling crazy, feeling like there is something wrong with this man, and I don't know—is he cheating? Is he? Does he not love me anymore? And so I think you feel it spiritually, but you can't point pinpoint your finger on it so your spouse is going crazy trying to figure out what's going on of whatever you're hiding and if you're hiding it why are you hiding it that should be one of the signs no
0: no, the fact that you're hiding it if you're hiding something from your spouse it's because you know it's wrong yeah and part of you might want to think that i'm hiding it because they wouldn't understand right or because they're gonna make it into a fight or something like that but the fact or that you're hiding have
1: something on my own
0: no, whatever it is, it, the... not, that's not going to be it. That's not going to fly. Like you're literally hiding it because you know that it's wrong for your spouse or that's something that you two wouldn't agree upon.
1: And believe me, it's going to come to light. And yeah. it's going to destroy your spouse for the time that you didn't tell him or her. I mean, you were going to the casino for six months and yeah. I didn't know. And we yeah. had been to the casino before. I mean, we used to go with my brother Juan. Who used to just chit-chat. He used to play. Yeah, because he would get
0: free food. So we'd the, go. The food
1: was really good at the Hawaiian. And I'd have
0: great, great pepper steak and shrimp.
1: And I used to tell you, babe, don't do this, man. Yeah. I I, I don't know why. I didn't. I never thought. I just thought, you know what? Let's not get into this. Gambling scares me.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and it just did. And... You know, we even met a man in Miami one day. I'll never forget. Yeah, as was a chauffeur. He's like, yeah, I lost my whole family because of gambling. And you went out gambling that night.
0: Yeah, I did. I
1: had no idea either. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you couldn't even rationalize it. I could because I was like, you see, babe, I'm not wrong. Like gambling is scary. But I didn't know it was happening to me at that time. We, We could have lost our whole family. By the time I found out, by the time God brought it to light, um, we were destroyed as a couple because we were, I felt lied to for six months and then we were in debt. Mm-hmm. We were seriously in debt and when it took us about a year to pay it back.
0: And it was just, it was the worst time of my life. And that happened because of my addiction, my addiction that I refused to see, that I refused to, to take hold of and stuff like that. So, I mean, in my case, and I'm not going to tell you guys how to live your life, but mm-hmm. I, I, I have to live my life in a different In a different in a different way. Why? Because I I am who I want to become. You know, I I am who I want to be, and I want to be an amazing worshiper that just impacts the world, and just is remembered as as a similar person to David. You know, in the Bible, and I think that's very much so possible. So I have to hold myself in a higher standard, just like the way a politician would, or or, I don't know. Right? Can't even say the president, but but like yeah. But you just you have to hold yourself at a higher standard, and so I mean, the addiction either could have been controlled. If mm-hmm. if there wasn't in my case, I shouldn't have done it at all, just to be quite honest with everybody. But in my it, but in somebody else's case, it's up to you to decide what's right with, between you and God. But I mean, the Bible states it clearly, and and it's just up to you and what you believe. But either you should have controlled it, Abel is what you say, or you shouldn't have done it at all. Especially, I shouldn't have done it at all because I wasn't able to tell you about it yeah. because I hid it from you for so long. Because the few times that that I would mention it would be would be like. Gosh, say one. You probably knew about two percent of the times that mm-hmm. I went to a casino.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably, yeah, It'd probably yeah. about two percent of the times, and and that was it. Yeah. And what? So, these... you,
1: what would you have done differently? I mean, that set set apart that gambling in, in our case isn't something that we do, but like, would you have been able to tell me, like, because I think the process would have been different if as your spouse and i am putting this on me and saying i didn't give you the space to tell me Mm. i wish i had you know thinking back to what we could have done differently i'm thinking about both of us i wish i had given you the vulnerability the the safety to to say like hey tell me and i'll help you through it yeah in a kind way not like Yo, but better not be at the casino or calling you every ten minutes, but like, hey man, you you feeling good? Like, do you want to do anything else that'll take away the itch? You know? And I think as a couple, that's what that's one of the things that you can do if if he acknowledges it, because number one for any addiction or, or dependency is you you have to admit it. Mm-hmm. The person. I could have told you a hundred times don't go to the casino, but you were you were like, No, I'm safe, I'm good. Um, so one, your spouse really has to admit it. You can't admit it for them. You just have to pray that they get to the point of saying, this is not okay for me, for us, for my kids, for my family. Until that moment comes, you kind of have to write it out. I don't know or leave or I don't, I really don't know.
0: It's hard because when you try to push somebody away from their addiction, it only drives them closer to it and further away from you. You know, so it's that fine line of like, do I want him close to me while he's doing this addiction, whether whatever it might be, even if it is drugs or alcohol, which are the biggest ones that or even gambling, I think falls into that line, which are the biggest ones that can destroy and affect a family's financial status and just well-being. It, it's like, how do you want to do this? Do you want to push them away to the point where they're like, you're you're, you're you're you have to choose that or this and then they end up stupidly choosing the addiction that they're going for? Or do you want to just love them through it?
1: Well, my sister tried you know? for years, and and it's in um, Unbreakable in her book. So I'm not saying anything that you guys don't already know. But <clears throat> with one of with the love of her life, literally, um, she tried for a good six years, and it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And he was addicted. And she read every book, and she I'm telling you, she would t- even take classes and and watch every show and see every therapist. And and one finally told her. You have to leave him. And Mm -hmm. it was the hardest decision of her life. And granted, they didn't have kids together. But this was a 10-year relationship at this point. Yeah, She finally left him. And in this case, it helped him. You know, other things happened in his life where he had not only lost the love of his life, he had lost this and that and this and that. And he, he is clean, thank God, to this day. And she got to see that. Yeah, But they never got to be back together. Right. So I think it's individual. I don't think there's a set rule of like, if your husband is addicted, leave him. I I don't think there is. I think it's really case by case, and especially yeah. if there's a different timeline and a different addiction.
0: Right. I mean, and but more than anything, it's something that everybody should talk about, especially with the small ones, yes. with the ones that don't seem like a lot. Like, and I know I keep saying video games, but that's just that's just one of those things that that I see constantly being an issue. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of men's lives that are married, it's like you're a man, you shouldn't be playing video games and stuff like that. And to a certain extent, I think. I think women are, are just. You're. I think it's true. What? I don't think. I don't. I don't know if men should should be playing video games, just because they're, they're like, like grown men. Like, yeah. What's the? What's the? Like, a, I think a married man. If you're married, whether if you're eighteen or or or, or thirty five, like, what the heck are you doing playing video games unless on a constant you're base? playing
1: with Eli? Then it's cute.
0: Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, but no, you you're have right. To
1: balance him. You're
0: right, but no, I'm 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 seeing men play Fortnite
1: by themselves for yes. hours
0: and hours on end. Yeah, like it's a virtual reality that gains nothing. Right. Like unless that game was paying you to play it, like those few people that earn millions of dollars paying in, in competitions, right. or you're a software person or something like that. I don't see why. Yeah. You know, and it, it, and what it is is it's an escape to to a to, a, to a, a fake reality just because in that reality you're doing much better than in real life.
1: Yeah, but in that, like you said, you're leaving your. Your reality, which is your wife and you're probably leaving her with the kids and the stress yeah. and then the loneliness and all that stuff. So I don't know. I, I didn't think you should play video games once we got married. I I felt kind of bad. But then now knowing about your addictive personality, you could have been amazing. At those games and our life could have been hell.
0: Yeah, because, it, it, yeah, and, and I definitely agree. So what what I'm trying to say the person that, that is a, that has, this, this podcast is more for that person. The person that is going through that addictiveness that probably doesn't even realize it. Yeah. It's just like you have to come to a point where you make a choice and there has to be a balance in, in your life. Yes. To where that thing that you really like to do, whether if it might be fantasy football or or it might be going to the gym, or it might be something else, you, even if it's your work, yeah. like there's only so much that you can do before the amount of 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 worth it is 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 unbalanced by the amount right. of time your life has exactly like if you're working sixteen hours a day and getting getting a big check, it is not worth it right. That for that, you're never gonna get that time with your with your four year old kid. Not
1: for you or your kids. Yeah, because exactly.
0: that four year old kid or, or that or that twenty seven year old wife that you have is gonna get older each and every day that you stay at that job and work late. Right. So there has to be a balance in like this is enough for us to live and live okay. Yeah,
1: the like, other day I was I was reading this great book and it said, you know, you see the car that you want and you're like, "Oh, I'm not smart enough to have it or I'm not good enough." And it's not necessarily that. If you worked enough, it's you could save up and get that car. It's yeah. the fact that you have to make the 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 logical conscious decision to say, I'm not willing yeah. to leave my family 80 hours a week for that car yeah. so I can live without it. Now I see a nice car. I'm like, that's real cool for that single person or, you know, but I got three kids and yeah. a husband and they need me and they would rather have the car that we have now and have mama at home.
0: Definitely. And I mean, don't get me wrong when it mm-hmm. comes to working, there is time for grinding where, yeah. where you're starting up a business and you have to grind and grind and grind and grind. But there are, there are all those people that have grinded it out are now having a successful business, but they even go deeper into it. Yeah, and we've we've seen those people, they you understand. know, and and like Juan, Juan was doing that for a bit. I was he, doing that for had, a bit. Yeah, he had a well. I'm, I'm saying Juan had. Well, I mean, you were running JRE mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Juan had his his own successful barbershop that was going,
1: mm-hmm. and it
0: was going and it was up and running, but he was still deep digging deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? This thing is like self sustaining pretty much now. You have a great amount of workers. He's like. He just kept going deeper until he realized that it's like, hmm, I want to spend more time with my kids and with my family because I feel like I'm losing them.
1: And also Juan is an artist. Juan will talk about how he still feels the guilt from not being there when like Divine and Marino were growing up because he Mm -hmm. was singing. And he was gone so many days out of the week. So and then when he was home, he was tired. Yeah. So being a workaholic is one that can be tricky because you think you're doing the right thing and you have the right intentions and you're doing it, quote unquote, for them, but then you're not there and then you don't know how to stop. And I think that's the thing with any addiction. When you get to the point where you don't know how to stop on your own, ask for help. Because it's probably an addiction. And it can be eating. Some people are addicted to eating. And you're thinking, well, it's my body. Yeah, dude. But when you're 40 and you die, you know, that just affected your child and your spouse. Like eating, overspending. You know, some women have shopping issues. Yeah. If you can't tell your husband that you just spent this money and you have to get home and hide it and take off tags, yeah, you're 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 not having that transparent relationship. And then poor man is always figuring out like, where's my where's my money? Where, go? Yeah, where's the money going? You know, and and you're never satisfied and you're insatiable and he feels like how much do I have to do or she? You know, it can be reversed, but but these things that you think are only about you are not about you when you've decided to have a family.
0: Yeah, when when the Bible tells us or when you get married, you, you become one. For, for like even leaving out the bible you're you're literally deciding to join in mm-hmm. in, in matrimony in, in a union which is becoming one with another person <clears throat> so therefore all your stuff that you like to do whether if it's good or bad or secret or not is something that you have to share with that with that partner yeah
1: there's going to be ripple effects on other people um and even if you're a single person and you have a parent you know your your. you're, you're obsessiveness or or addictions will affect anyone that loves yeah.
0: you. And there there could be a chance that right now you may be like I don't know what you guys are talking about because my spouse has never said anything yeah. or my mom or whatever it is whoever is the most important person in your life that that could it could be affecting them and and you're probably right. And that's because they don't feel that they can tell you that because they're scared of losing you or something like that. You know?
1: Yeah. So, you know what? how and what do you do? Okay, because we've talked about it and, and they're probably at the point where like, yes, I know I'm addicted. What do you do as the spouse that's trying to help the person?
0: We'll let you guys know right after the break.
1: You guys know that I'm a speaker, a teacher. I love the word. Mm-hmm. And you can find more of those spiritual snacks on
0: Remember to and remember <laughs> I don't know.
1: I just you guys subscribe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and remember to subscribe. Okay guys, welcome back from the break. So what do we do, babe? How do you confront your spouse? How do you go about it? What do you do?
1: Ah, confronting your spouse, I don't know. I mean with love and honesty. And vulnerability, you yeah. know, maybe they don't know how it's affecting you,
0: yeah, like you can't you can't approach them upset, you have to approach them with like, dude it really it really makes me feel this way, or or babe, it really makes me feel this way because you do this, this, and that, yeah, and it it hurts me, it makes me feel less
1: and and I'm not trying to take anything away from you, you know, don't maybe cutting cutting every, something cold turkey whether it's video games or the gym or or work obviously you can't cut but just, what if we have a saturday yeah. you know those the 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 rule that they say for a person that has addictions that is now seeking help because number one that person has to want help you cannot want something for someone else if he yeah. or she is not wanting it you pretty much can do nothing other than pray for them yeah you cannot force it upon your child. You cannot force it upon your husband to want to change. They have to hit a low point. And as a spouse, you're probably going to hit it with them. Mm-hmm. And and there's no reason, you know, to think otherwise other than like a miracle from God. But yeah. if your spouse gets to the point where they want to change, now you can step in. And it's having utter mercy. And coming into solutions rather than, well, when you did this a year ago, it really hurt me. Because you probably have a thousand days that you can bring up of how their addiction hurt you or killed you. They probably already know if they're at the point where they want to change, they've probably already beat themselves up for it. So you don't need to beat them up more. But for people with addictions, any type of addiction, um, everything has to change. The whole environment. You're thinking, okay, well, if you're addicted to something... Only you have to change, right? No. Everything has to change. The household has to change. The way you eat has to change. The friends have to change. The environment. Everything. So say a person is addicted to eating something. No one in the house can eat it anymore. Even if they're getting stronger, being like, no, it's cool, it's cool, go ahead. You never know when they're going to have a weak emotional moment and run right back.
0: So. Obviously, that sucks for everybody else, right? It because does. Because they're, they're facing the consequences. But if you love that person that much, then you can go through it and not have to be like, oh, I can't believe we're doing this because you had to do this. Because right. that kind of stuff right there drives people back into a relapse of like, yeah. oh, damn, you're right. It is my fault. And then they feel bad about themselves. And then they go back to wanting to feel that, that, that high again or that I feel better about my life for this small particular moment. You know, because that's honestly what all these addictions are. And the biggest one that I, we haven't even brought up yet and that I think that maybe either we've all gone through it or we are going through it now and, and refuse to see it mm. is our addiction to social media.
1: Oh, yes. Where we
0: And this is something that Rose and I go through. We can't freaking lay in bed at night yeah. without scrolling on our phones it's for 20, 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. it sucks.
1: And then by the because, time you're done and you're like, OK, now let's have sexy time. Um, or, now let's or watch talk movie. I'm or whatever. Tired. Yeah,
0: we're tired. And those are literally the the the, the freaking twenty minutes that we have to ourselves completely,
1: where the kids are asleep. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the
0: one time, the few times that we have, or the few moments that we have, where we're going to be uninterrupted. <coughs> we decide to use them on social media, and 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 I think that that's. That's something that, that I want to stop for us.
1: Me too. You know? And it's really hard and I can't do it without you and you can't do it without yeah. me. So we decided to make rules for ourselves. Like, okay, you know, um, if we're in bed, you know, don't... And we don't always do well at it, mm-hmm. either or, but but we try and remind each other, like, babe, spend time with me. Mm-hmm. And that's our cue to be like, he's not being a jerk. He, he just yeah. wants to be with me. And you're right. And we'll know, like, okay, that's our key word to be like, oh, I've been scrolling a little bit too long. Or if I know you're scrolling... I'm like, I want to watch what you're watching. I mm-hmm. get into your world. Yeah. So then that kind of tricks you. Oh, okay, babe, let's watch something together. Okay, you know, yeah. um, I'll get interested in what you're watching to kind of signal to you like, hey, I'm feeling a little bit left out because yeah. I know you're not doing it on purpose. Most of people's addictions aren't to hurt you. They're not trying to hurt you and they don't even know that yeah. they are. So acknowledge it, let them know, be kind and and then just be like, all right. Or I'll tell you, hey, babe, I, I want to watch something with you. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, you you have to be very kind and give mercy, even yeah. though you feel they don't deserve it. But you know what they do. And, and you could have found yourself in that position with anything else, and you're going to need mercy. Too.
0: Definitely. And no matter what, what anybody has ever told you, you guys both being together and being on social media is not spending time together. Yeah. You know, like you both being on your phones and stuff like that. And, I mean... Unless you guys are literally texting cute each stuff other. to each other, you know, that that's not spending time together. So, I mean, just don't, don't be fooled by it and don't let it. Because you know what? Time is going to pass. And you're going to realize that those 20 minutes every night that you could have had together are moments that you could have had that are remember memorable. Yes. You know? And instead, they're just going to be gone and lost because of something that you forgot. I don't remember what I was scrolling yesterday. Yeah. I don't remember what funny meme I read or what funny video I saw. I, I don't remember. But I could have remembered a moment where we were looking into each other's eyes and just talking to each other. Yeah. And those are just small things that can really affect and put a strain on your marriage. Why? Not because social media is necessarily bad at that moment. It's not like she caught you looking at some girl's butt or something like that. Mm -hmm. But because those moments that you are losing of not having a connection with your spouse that could have strengthened your marriage has now just maintained your marriage equally the same instead of spending that time to get better together. Right. You know, so when it comes to those big things that we were talking about, like the gambling, like the drug addictions, like the alcoholism, you have to really, really figure out and be careful. Yes, because you you can't push them away because all you're gonna do is just push them closer to the thing that they that they that's hurting them and hurting you.
1: I don't know, babe, because if it's affecting my kids at this point. No,
0: you're absolutely right. So
1: I'm telling you, it's case by case. Really pray about it. Get some mentors. Get people who have been there. Get the therapist. Get outside help. You cannot do this alone. God must be involved. But there is a solution and there is hope. And I have seen people healed from meth addictions. Several people where everyone was just like, they'll never be okay. And now I see... Both men and women, productive, great parents, they are doing great. So there is a solution and there is a possibility, but you do need help. And don't be embarrassed. Many people, the world, I mean, it's a billion dollar industry. There are millions of people addicted to something and and get the help. But when it's something small like social media, um, seems small, but those are the little foxes that kill your marriage. Either way, social media takes away your sleeping time. So Mm -hmm. even then, say you and him have a great relationship, but if you're on social media and then you can't sleep, they say you shouldn't be on the phone an hour before bed Mm -hmm. just because the lights and everything, and then you can't sleep. If I can't sleep, I can't be a good mom. I'm just not. I know it. So... Those little things, but the the what has to happen is that the whole environment has to change for that person, and I know it seems like a big sacrifice, but it's going to be worth it when your spouse, when your partner, when your child is healed and released, you're going to be so much closer, and they're going to look back and say, that was my person. Yeah. That was my guy. That was my girl that helped me get through it, and they're yeah. going to be so thankful, and your, your relationship will be strengthened. Wow you know so it is worth it if you have to leave something a certain food a certain club if you can't go out if there can be no alcohol in your house if no one can even smell like smoke around your house it is worth it if you have no credit cards throw them away if someone is addicted make the sacrifice, make the effort. And not only will they be healed, but they'll know that they're loved. And yeah. and that'll fill the deepest voids is when someone knows that they're loved.
0: Yeah, man. It, it, it's so important that you really analyze yourself every couple of months. And that's something that I do because I thank God that that I'm no longer addicted to gambling, nor do I have an itch anymore. Because I, I, I used to speak to my wife when we were fixing things. And, and I used to tell her, hey, babe, you know what? I drove by the bike. And, and that's a casino here in L.A. And and I had an itch to go, but I just want to let you know that I didn't, you know. Yeah. And that had to do with a lot of accountability, trying to trying to recover from that addictive from that addiction that almost cost me my family.
1: And when you told me, I felt so close to you, and I said, "We're doing this together." And I was so proud of you, because that one time you didn't fall, you know. Yeah. And, and each event was individual. It wasn't yeah. like, yeah, but nine times you did. Nope. It was like, good job, babe. Like you got this.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, thank God, I don't, I don't have that anymore. But I still check myself every couple of months why because there is a chance that I could be getting addicted to something else because if I'm addicted to something that was as bad as gambling I could probably try to substitute it now for something that is not necessarily as bad for instance there was a moment in life where where I was just so 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 deep into figuring out what's going to happen next with the album that I was just constantly just focusing on that focusing on just doing nothing but talking about what's going to be the next album and this and that to the point where I just I wasn't giving my wife the time that she needed. Mm. It just has to deal with the balance right. of of not just getting addicted to projects or to whatever it is that, that might be in your life. You know, there was a moment where I was addicted after that to, to working, and I do social media marketing, and so I was just addicted to figuring out how to master Instagram and how to figure out the algorithms and how to make sure that X amount of people like it or I grow and this and that. And it's just, you, if you have an addictive personality, you have to constantly check yourself yeah. and balance it out, you know, because... I can easily get addicted to anything, and I'm right. just that type of guy where I want to learn how to use a camera. I'm going to I'm gonna learn about that camera and the five different other brands, and I'm going to try to buy and trade and sell and this and that until I find the perfect thing for me. But it's just I have to constantly check myself, and that's just what I do now. Why? It's not because it's necessarily bad what I'm doing, but just like the Bible verse that, that Rosie said in the beginning. Uh, can you say it one more time? I, I everything is
1: available to me, but not everything is... Um convenient for me
0: so i mean that that's honestly what it is guys is that we can do anything that we want
1: you have free will god gave it to us all of us
0: but it not everything is going to be good for us
1: yeah so a few pointers uh the bible also says your your treasure is where your heart is and your and your heart is where you're spending the most time okay so if you know you're spending most of your time on social media on working out on more time on work than you are on family and, but you need to do these things, okay, you know, um, have it based on a schedule. You know, yeah. I'm not going to do the hobbies after 6. That's mm-hmm. my family time. Yeah, I'm not going to do the hobbies during church time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to figure out that balance. You don't have to let go of everything that makes you feel good.
0: Right, it I can agree. still
1: be available to you. Just never let something control you. Yes, Sin is when something controls you rather than you controlling it.
0: Yes. So two words to think about for this week is number one is Priorities. Mm. and balance. Good. Okay? Figure out what your priorities are because Rosie's absolutely right. You can't forget about yourself and what makes you feel good, Mm -hmm. but there does come a fine line where it's like, dude, you're overdoing this so much that you're feeling super, super good about yourself and you're making the other people in your life feel like they're not as valuable. Yeah. You know? Let's pray. Thank you, God, so much for this podcast. I thank you, God, for uh, the healing that you've brought into my life and into our life because of my addictions that I've had in the past. And I ask you, God, to just help us. Help us figure out what our addictions are, both the little foxes and both the super huge obvious elephants that are in the room. Mm -hmm. And I ask you, God, to help us prioritize our life and balance it so that we can have a healthy living with our spouse and make sure that our family is number one in our life and that we keep getting better year by year. Thank you, God, so much in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys next week.